This is HP for Gamers, a podcast designed for gamers, by gamers, to understand how we can maximize our health and performance in the world of esports. We want to provide HP in the form of knowledge to gamers all over the world. Welcome. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone, to another special episode of HP for Gamers. Today, we're going to be going through some more health game facts, answering a lot of the common questions that we've received through esports, health, and performance, but also making another big announcement. As you can see, there's one more head here on the screen, and this head's name is Jake, and he's a new staff member here at 1HP, Mr. Jake Middleton. He's going to be working with us to maybe create some great content, participate in some mentoring, internship, education to fine-tune some of his reasoning and skills with fitness training and esports. But my what I'm most excited about is just to have another bright mind here on the staff, an exercise physiologist, so something a little different. And yeah, welcome, Jake. Really glad to have you on and be a part of 1HP. Yeah, thank you for having me. So I guess to start, can you tell maybe all of our followers or everyone here listening a little more about you and your journey into esports? Yeah, as you said, um, I'm an exercise physiologist. Um, I went by a lot of different titles, um, but kind of like fitness and recovery coach. Uh, I've been working in esports since about 2015. Uh, for me, I've been a gamer pretty much my entire life. Um, I got into esports back in 2006, uh, thanks to some friends with competitive Halo 2. And then when Halo 3 released in 2008, I began competing in tournaments and I continued competing through Halo Reach and Halo 4. Um, and then afterwards, uh, officially retired. And then in college, I actually got the idea to merge my two passions of esports and fitness as there was kind of a lack of information in the space at that time. And so this led me doing my senior research project on the effects of exercise programming on competitive video game performance. Got positive results with that. And then I actually even presented that at the first UCI Esports Research Conference where I've met you, Matt, for the first time. That's right, um, that's right. And then after graduating with my degree in exercise science, I started my first business project, Esports Performance Lab. And I moved back to Kansas City, which is my hometown. Started working with players and teams in that area. And then in 2017, I partnered up with Acer Predator and uh, we basically helped them build the Acer Predator training room, which is like this digital content hub to help them with, you know, click gamers with physical, mental, and strategic insights um, to help them improve their game. And then recently, uh, at the beginning of 2019, I rebranded to Esports Trainer, which is now my personal brand and business. Um, and since I've started, my mission mainly is to just help bridge that gap between esports and fitness, helping players improve their performance and health uh, through training, education, and research. And, um, of course, just helping support a healthy esports community, professionalizing the esports industry, eliminating those negative stereotypes about gamers, um, and helping develop a culture of health and wellness in esports. I love it. Can you tell us a little more about your research project? I mean, I loved it, so I would love for everyone to hear what you did and sort of what you gained out of it or yeah. what you learned from it, really. Yeah, so um, I went to Missouri State University. It's a big school, but uh, the esports community there wasn't too big. Um, so what I did is I reached out to some local League of Legends players. Um, I ended up only getting six players. One actually dropped out in the middle. Um, so I had to get a little creative with the um, the methodology. So basically what I did is I had two tournaments, a pre-trial tournament and then a four-week trial period and then a post-trial tournament. Um, the pre-trial tournament, what we did 
for both of them is we had them do 1v1s on mid lane only and basically took like performance stats like kill death ratio, win loss ratio, um, which is kill death ratio, um, like how many towers they destroyed. Um, I'm actually not very familiar with League of Legends. Um, so I had someone else who helped me design that. Um, but what we did is, and after the pretrial tournament, we put the players in a we randomized it and put them into two groups: an exercise group and a no exercise control group. Um, we tried to control for as many things as possible. Um, but after that four-week trial period, the exercise group actually, in the same exact tournament, performed much better than every single performance comp category compared to the no exercise control group. Um, but obviously, such a small sample size. There's you know, there's problems with it and things like that. But really, I just did that mainly to kind of get the discussion going, like why this, why exercise and why healthy living activities are important um, in esports. And so that kind of helped me kind of get my foot in the door too with, with what I was doing. Yeah, definitely. It's an indicator of how exercise can be a benefit to performance in gaming. And I actually did something pretty similar in CLG. I probably mentioned it somewhere, but I did a coordination study where I had them perform exercise um, that's specific to their hand and forearm control. And I tested pre and post with different aim metrics on a browser app called Aim Booster. And it was just cool to see how even as short as a five to seven minute exercise routine could be beneficial for these players going into or for, for specific mechanical skills like aim or, or tracking or flicking or um, consecutive tapping. Um, but overall, just a great testament to exercise in general as, as a way to improve performance. But also other things like develop the individuals that we work with, which is obviously a big part of where esports is now. But yeah, I, I really love that. And I guess now with 1HP, is what's your sort of big goal as participating as a staff member with, with us? Yeah, you guys are amazing at creating like amazing content. So that's probably the first thing is just helping make more helpful content like this podcast here with you guys. Um, but also just working with you too to help develop myself as a trainer and coach so that I can better serve the players that I work with. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely one of the big goals here at 1HP isn't just, uh, it's about developing the community. It's also about developing us, making us better medical professionals, better care providers, better equipped to help gamers out and then help the medical community out, which then benefits the gaming community. And we'll get a lovely virtuous cycle going eventually, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah. So branching from your, your exercise and your physiology experience, Although you're certainly welcome to like also look at other areas experience. Do you have like a go-to random tip that you want to give everybody right now? It can be gaming related if you want. It can also be like your secret to making really fluffy waffles, which like in my opinion is you have a little bit of club soda, but you might have your own trick. Whatever you want to give as a tip is fine. Um, I'll just, I'll keep it health related. Um, right, fair enough. So I think a lot of players that I've worked with and a lot of people in general, they just don't drink enough water throughout the day. So a really good tip that I've utilized is I have like this big gallon jug. And so it's nice because you only have to fill it up one to two times a day. And it's really easy to keep track of, okay, I've drank this much, you know, water throughout the day. I love that. Really just like just having that on hand, having it in front of you, makes it that much more likely that you're going to drink something at least. Like make it convenient. Gallon jug is convenient. Do some bicep curls too. 
There you go. See, look, fitness and nutrition all at the same time. Great job. Really rounding out like those health pillars. Yeah. It's definitely a good addition to the team. Yeah, I also want to add one random tip. This one's not really associated with health. Maybe, but my tip is that when you're putting on your pants in the morning, if you're putting on jeans, you want to put your dominant leg in first because you'll have better balance and you won't fall. You'll have okay, a less. Okay, hold, on. <laughs> hold on. I gotta interrupt this person who works in the hospital with all of this. <laughs> Don't put your pants on standing up. Down no, that's true. On. That's true. That's true. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, okay, that was total troll. But yeah, I mean, let's say if you put your pants on while standing then yes but don't don't do that according to kate you shouldn't do that so maybe the better tip is don't ignore what i said and put your pants on while sitting i mean clearly the best way to put on your pants is to like hold them out in front of you and then jump both legs in at the exact same time Definitely i think so wow we're, we're solving things here we're really solving things here Okay. It works especially well if you have a cat who likes jumping on your pant legs while you're trying to put them on, as I can attest from experience. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, sorry, Jake. Getting back to introducing you kind of to the <laughs> the one HP sphere. Um, let's get to a little bit more about you. What's something that you believe that other people think is kind of weird out there or just absolutely? Hmm. Like, That's a good question. I will say though, if your opinion is that the prequels are better than the original Star Wars, you're gonna have to leave right now. Ooh. Don't worry, I don't believe that. Good. Okay. <sighs> um, I do believe that um, the universe we live in is very similar to the Star Wars universe. I, I will say that. I mean, it did happen a long, long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. Wow. Yeah, it could be the same universe. Was that planned, guys? Because that was. That was nice. That was a really good transition. Um, great. I think so. I believe in that also. I believe in that as well. Um, so now what we're going to do is we're going to move into the health game facts portion of this episode. Uh, when we answer some questions that we received on stream or maybe just directly working with some players. And I would like Jake maybe to take the first question. What, what's something that you've been asked a lot in in your work working with players uh, maybe during esport trainer or even before that during esports performance lab yeah so one that keeps coming up a lot is why is physical fitness important in esports and so i think to a lot of people it seems like it's not really something they should focus on um, because just of the nature of esports it's mostly sedentary um, i just need to game as much as possible to get better and improve my performance uh, which is partly true but um a lot of research shows exercise is, of course, very beneficial for cognitive performance, uh, coping with stress. Um, and the three biggest things I think that would impact fitness, exercise, nutrition, and sleep. So those are the three things that I really help focus on. And a holistic approach can help improve those mental and performance, uh, mental and physical performance capacities, uh, such as learning memory, mood. Um, you know, if you are in a bad mood and then you have a bad performance, it's just going to continue to to bring you down, um, energy levels, um, super important motor skills, um, they can all influence it in a positive way. Or if you're on the other side of the spectrum and you're not sleeping well, you're not eating well, you're not getting any movement, it can all, you know, it can bring you down. So um, definitely explaining that, you know, 
as you're training for a competition or a tournament, doing these things is important. Um, I always tell players to an important distinction, like you don't have to lift 300 pounds or run a five minute mile. Um, just because you can do that, that's not gonna correlate to better esports performance. But if you are getting regular movement as you're preparing for a competition, if you're getting proper nutrition, eating more whole foods rather than processed artificial foods, um, and getting quality sleep, then that is going to help prepare you and potentially improve your performance when you actually get to the, to the tournament. To the tournament. What would you say would be the first thing that you you see some kid? He's been playing ten hours a day, and he comes to you and says, "Hey, uh, I really want to change up my lifestyle." What would you What would you recommend first that he he considers changing? So first thing, I would look at those three areas and see like what is the one that he needs to focus on the most. For most players, it's usually movement, incorporating more movement throughout their day, um, in their week. So if they've been sedentary or they're deconditioned, um, it could be as simple as just walking 10 to 30 minutes, you know, two or three times a week and then just moving up from there. Um, and then just being that accountability factor too, to helping them stay motivated and do it. Um, but other players, it might be their sleep. They really need to focus on um, not playing till 4 a.m. in the morning and trying to go to bed, you know? So um, things like that, I look at that. Nutrition is usually kind of a last resort one um, as it's highly personalized and there's a lot more I feel like you can get into with that. Um, but that's um, definitely another important area as well. I really like that you you said even walking is is a great place to start for a lot of these gamers that we work with because it's true. A lot of the times, I think the intention with working with some of these gamers uh, on our side as professionals is that you want to just get them in and, all right, you're going to do a three-day split, chest, try back, by leg, shoulders, and after six weeks, you're going to be super strong. You're going to look yep. like this. Yeah. But I think the reality is the moment they go through their first day, they're going to die. They're going to – I literally had ha have had players and they're Korean and they're like – Oh my god, I'm gonna die. They literally have said that to me. And you know, I'll be honest, when I when I was starting working at CLG, I was naive. I was naive and didn't really take a, a better approach where I could have truly assessed where they are and, and really bridge the gap to find out, hey, I need to I really need to truly assess where they are. And I did an assessment, but still I was really eager in trying to push this lifestyle that I wanted them to adopt. And I think it's important for us to realize that, that everyone is different and we need to really see where they are so that we can make the best recommendation from where they are. So I love that you said that. I, I really can't emphasize that more in this space for anyone working with with uh, gamers or, or professionals. Yeah, I think a really useful thing to keep in mind for both players and professionals is the idea of don't let perfect be the enemy of good, where we know that, you know, a certain, there's a certain optimal exercise regimen. It'd be great if everybody's doing that. But if your choices are try and force them into this absolutely perfect paradigm, they're going to do one or two times and be like, no. Or, do something suboptimal that is not absolutely perfect but still better than not moving at all but do it consistently that's absolutely going to be going to be your your better choice your good is better than your perfect in that case and i know matt you you've framed it differently um or you phrased it differently kind of the same idea um that the the good workout you do consistently is better than the perfect workout you don't do at all 
Yep, yep. Almost also, forgot. Yeah, like I almost forgot about that. Um, but yeah, so so let's review. We had the question: Why is physical fitness important in esports? And you had mentioned there's the three big things that you assess for: nutrition, sleep, sleep slash lifestyle, and then movement. Um, is there any sort of practical advice you'd you'd give to anyone listening to this on how they can yeah. probably approach those three categories? Kind of like what I said already, I think. But if you are sedentary or deconditioned just getting more movement than what you're getting right now. Any movement's gonna benefit you. Um, so walking, super easy activity that most people can do. Um, so definitely I recommend starting there. Um, for nutrition, eating more whole foods versus processed and artificial foods um, and trying to reduce caffeine intake, especially in the evenings. I know it's hard for some people, um, but that's gonna impact your sleep. And then setting up a bedtime ritual. Um, so. A lot of players game before they go to bed. I mean, I'm guilty of doing this too, um, but setting up a bedtime ritual at least like 30 minutes before you go to bed to relax um, and help your body get ready for sleep. That'll improve your sleep quality. I love those three. I totally yeah, agree. Simple, easy, actual tips. Anybody can do those. You can treat it as rare candy, one HP rare candy, because that's going to level you up. <laughs> um, anyways, we're going to move on to question number two. and. The question, question that I get that's pretty often is, what do I do if I have some shoulder pain when I game? And I think this is a pretty general question. So the way that I want to approach it is, first of all, it depends. There's a lot of potential considerations we have to take, but the way that I want to answer it is, I want to address maybe a common pain pattern that a lot of people see. And that is primarily due to overuse of maybe your rotator cuff muscles that that rotate your shoulder as you move your mouse. So it's still over, overall pretty rare in the grand scheme of all the potential pain patterns that we see as physical therapists for gamers. Um, but most of the time it is due to shoulder-based mouse movement in addition to playing a little too much. So a poorly managed play schedule. And what I mean by shoulder mover, if, if you guys aren't familiar with that, is when people play on the computer, the way that they use the mouse, to they either move using their rotator cuff muscles, rotating in and out like this. I guess you can't really see that, but also using your, your wrist. Yeah, thank you. Um, but, but then also using your wrist to, to control it. And obviously with the different types of movements, you're gonna be using different types of muscles. So those that have maybe lower sensitivity, lower DPI, and their shoulder movers are have a higher risk of developing this type of pain. So I would say, what do you do if you have shoulder pain? The first thing I would say is, well, did you change anything recently with your sensitivity or DPI? Because that could be a cause of it. And number two, are you a shoulder or mouse uh, wrist mover? Because that can also be a contributing factor as well. And then three, always the things that we, we like to talk about, you want to pay attention to your posture and your ergonomics. And